Okay. A person who does not trust in Hashem puts all his trust in Sibas. He relies on them and he thinks they can produce success. Just reading a story how a Jewish mafia guy had a very special wife. And his wife became sick. And the fellow had a lot of money and he hired doctors from all over the world to come to Eric's row to heal his wife. And of course, when they all came, they all said, there's nothing we can do for you. So, the guy got very upset. And he said, what kind of doctor is you? Where did you go to medical school? In some kind of clown school? <laughs> Who are your professors? Bunch of clowns? I mean, I mean, guys don't know anything. So his wife, who was a fine woman, told him, a dear husband, doctors can't heal. You have to turn to the ultimate healer. He said, who's that? He said, Hashem. He said, ah, don't stop it, Hashem. I don't hear Hashem. But... Hashem did get involved in that person's life in the right time. See, if his wife died, he had one child, a girl. And this girl got involved in Yiddishkeit. And the father found out about it, and he blew his gasket. He wasn't the kind of guy that liked taking no for an answer. And he <coughs> told his daughter, if you don't cut out this nonsense, you're out of my house, out of my life. But she didn't care. And she ended up in a seminary in Benebrak. <laughs> and she became very frum. And one day the Rebbitzin said, I have a gewaldic yeshidach for you. Guy is an Emmys of Bentaira. One problem though, is the same background as you. One difference. His parents also aren't from. But they're supportive of him 1000%. They support him. They want him, to, they want to help him build the Torah home. We think it's a good chilek. They met a few times and they saw they were a Zivuk. And they're ready to get engaged. The kids her, the girl said, everything's fine and dandy, except my father. My father could kill this husband <laughs> if he gets ticked off. I mean, my father's not the kind of guy. And she said, go hint to your father 
an upcoming Simcha. So she entered into her father, and her father blew her gasket. He said, I better never see you with that guy if you want that guy to remain walking on his two feet. So the daughter ran out of the house. She went to the rabbits and said to my, as my father's wife, she said, but my husband go, goes, he said, if she put him in contact, talk to Ruff. The Ruff said, it's a tough shayla. I don't know what to do. I have to ask the God Ladur. She went to the God Ladur. The God Ladur told him, keep a distance from your father for one week. Don't talk to him. Don't say anything to him. Make yourself invisible. Not around. It's not hard to do. My father's a very busy man. He's not around too much. I can do that. And after one week, we'll see. What we can do? But her husband was aware of what the God Ladar said. I'm not going to say anything. She didn't talk to him for a week. A week later, they were planning on getting engaged. They were going to get engaged, make a vart in secret. But they no one was comfortable with that, really. So that day, when the vart was supposed to be, the son, Hassan, said to his father, I want to go to the Kaisal and Davin it. I got to hear myself out there and I talk to Hashem to help me out here. The father said, you know what? I'll drive you. Come. I'll accompany you. So the father drives him to the castle, and the son pours out his heart to Hashem at the castle, and he felt much better. They get back into their car, and they're driving out of Shlaim. They come to a junction called Shar Hagai, famous junction right near Shorish. And they drive it on the highway and they see a car parked on the side, broken down. So the husband's father said, you know, it's stuck under the car. It's already nightfall. You know what I mean? We got to help him out. So he pulls over to the side of the road. He backs up to the side of the road. He comes out. He says, Chaveh, manage my what's the problem? The guy comes out of the sky and says, I don't know, it's a brand new car. Broke down on the highway. And I'm trying to reach a tow- towing company. I can't under any circumstance reach a towing company. <clears throat> so the father says, father says, you know, I know about cars. He says, I do too. And I can't figure out the problem is. Father says, let me take a look. It doesn't cost any money. So the father goes under the car, sees the problem right away. He fixes it, he comes out and tells the guy, my friend, your car is fixed. I won't show you. I don't know. Be well. And the guy looks at him and he says, you know, I gotta tell you the truth. Oh, meanwhile, the son, the husband, told the guy, you had two hours playing with your car? You must be thirsty. He went back into the car, had a thermos there, made him a cup of coffee. He had a cup of coffee in the thermos. Brought him a cup. I gulped it down. Thank you. That hit the spot. I said, I gotta tell you the truth. The guy at the car said, I hate fruit juice. <laughs> Religious Jews, I, there's no one I hate more than them. 
and I can't believe you're from Jew. You, you stopped helping me, you gave me a coffee. I can't believe it. He said, you know, I have a daughter who became from. My daughter became from. And she wants to marry a from guy. So they said, what's your name? He said, Aviva. So the young man said, you know, I'm engaged. I'm getting engaged to a girl named Aviva. He said, what's your name? She said, Mayor. Oh, she said your name was Mayor. I'm supposed to break your legs. <laughs> so what? You and Chaz picked out his phone. The guy was screaming at the top of his lung. Aviva, go and buy cakes. Go buy cookies. Tonight we're making that party you make when you get engaged. This is the greatest guy in the world. Unbelievable. That's, uh... So Hashem showed him how Hashem was in charge. He followed the gadol one week, and Hashem arranged it. But the non-trusting person always is b'teach in sibais, and he only relies on those things that he thinks are going to give him success. The loyirchak midoverbet. He's not going to be refrained from engaging in anything in the world. He treats his, his occupation like being all important. He has bitechen doctors that you can't believe. He engages in all types of work, whether they're praiseworthy or they're reprehensible. He never thinks about the effect and the ultimate outcome of his life. He's so trained to think like that, he, he can't watch him go. He's even going to work on Shabbos. Because his work gives him his livelihood, not a sham. He believes if he doesn't work, he's not going to have a livelihood. He's willing to do anything. I once had a doctor who was trying to make from, but he was very far away. They told me he has to work on Shabbos. Why? Because the type of field that he was in was not a real serious field. It was more of a rishos. It was like allergies. <coughs> People don't run. They don't miss work for allergies. What you do is, on a Shabbos, a weekend, you're not working, he made, they made studies. They figured all kind of things out. He was off from work on Monday. Because Monday no one showed up. First day of work in the work week. But a Shabbos was his busiest day. And I told the guy, you know you're an idiot. You know you're a real tippish. You fell into your own trap. Because you believe that now, you can't stop working on Shabbos. But I'm telling you, it's the biggest mistake you made the way Parnosa works. Hashem decides in Rosh Hashanah how much you're going to have for this year. And working on Shabbos is not coming into the Cheshbon whatsoever. And I pushed him, and I pulled him, and I cajoled him. He said, listen, we did marketing studies. I hired a company for a lot of money. Tell me you wasted your money. 
I'm going to give you marketing advice for free. There's no reason to work on Shabbos. It's foolish to work on Shabbos. Kids are after weeks of bugging the daylight out of the guy. The guy said, could you prove it? He said, that's a great idea. I have a good idea. I want you to stop working on Shabbos. For six months. Six months. And let's see if the six months, if your parnosa goes down, if it doesn't go down, according to your husband, your parnosa should tank. Your parnosa should go right down the drink. Don't you give me all those shearing in the market. And if I'm right, your parnosa not going to go down. How? What? When? I don't know. Go back to work on Mondays. Go back to work on Mondays. And it was t- took quite a while, but the guy finally said, you know, I'm going to test you, test the system, and I'm going to prove you once and for all that you don't know what you're talking about. Now, I won't tell you that I was a little scared. Because I was concerned that maybe there were factors that I didn't know about. But I told him, you have to know that the year goes from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. So I want you Ask your accountant how much you made last year during these six months. Don't count the American business here. Count the Jewish. Okay, ask. And after six months, the guy said, I didn't lose one red cent. I even got my normal few percent raise that I expect to make Every year extra. And I'm a cobble from now on to keep shops. And if anyone you meet thinks he's smarter than you, send him to me. I'm going to tell him I also thought I was smarter than you. I don't know how it worked. I told him, well, I'm going to allergy problems with marketing, with Shatira, the weekend. I said, how much money spending the marketing? You don't want to know. Fifteen grand you spent. I said, what kind of shtus? The hevel you spent on that nonsense. Person has to know that Chacham Yerei, a wise man fears the Sar Meira and he turns away from evil.